The following is a Joel Mahalik production. On November 13th, Felix Unger was asked to remove himself from his place of residence. That request came from his wife. She asked him to leave because he wouldn't listen to the Joel Mahalik show. Hello and welcome to 2022 here on the Joel Mahalik Show featuring the lovely Sharon. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to you. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) We don't go there, sir. Welcome. We're back uh, post-holidays and uh, it's nice to see everybody. See, quote unquote. Yeah. Um, hopefully, uh, during the break, you were able to catch our very Merry Christmas Christmas broadcast special on Partner Networks. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the only place you were able to hear it. It is not a podcast, so hopefully, yeah, you were, hopefully you caught it and yes. enjoyed it. Yes, and recorded it. So and send it to no, it. Yes, kidding. send it to a to a frenemy. <laughs> yeah. send it to a frenemy. Frenemy, right? Um, okay, so uh, let's get the business out of the way of the show first. Uh, you can find us at joelmahalik.com on the web. You'll notice there's a slight change to our web address. Uh, more on that later. Uh, we did announce that uh, we will be uh, doing that. So we are at joelmahalik.com. And that doesn't you roll. spell that? Cause yes, ma'am. The, the pronunciation is deceiving. J-O-E-L. Okay. M I C H A L E C. That is correct. Joel Mahalik. Uh, so jamtalk.net is still active and we're working to keep it active, but uh, just in case, we want to make sure everybody, including new listeners, have the, what do you want to call it, the home base address. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so there you go. On social media at. Uh, TikTok and Facebook. It's been a while. Yeah. Uh, TikTok and Facebook at JM Talk. Instagram and Twitter at JM Talk Radio. Instagram and Twitter rolls off of my tongue easier. Really? Than trying to say TikTok and Facebook. Wow. Because you're like, on TikTok and Facebook, and yeah. then when I get to the other ones, Instagram and Twitter. Okay, but... I don't know. Yeah. You're just know. weird. Instagram and Twitter, did I say it? It's <laughs> JM, at JM Talk Radio. Also, send us an email at joelmaholicradio at gmail.com. Later on on the program, um, some new music from Ben Real. Yeah. Yeah, that's later on. You won't be around. Oh. It's, it's after you leave me. Yeah, well, you know. After you leave me for the 155th time, because this is show number <laughs> 156, if you're counting. How do you like that? Uh, okay, folks. So, it's been forever and a month ago that we've been dealing with COVID. Yes. And we're still dealing with COVID. Yes. And so there's going to be a lot of COVID on this show, unfortunately. Oh, no. Because... I'm no, so tired of COVID, though. We all are. But there's some things that people need to know. Yeah. And then, before we even left, before our last show of 2021, we already had the Wombat of the Week for this show. And it's really... It has something to do with... <laughs> oh, no. It has nothing to do with COVID. 
I don't know why I thought it did. So, okay, so not the whole show, but a good chunk of the show. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. So, anyway, that being said, let us dive into... Do you have any initial thoughts on anything before Um, I start hitting the new stuffers? Nothing? No. Okay. Nothing. Well, you, you, all right, so later on on the program, uh, there'll be an extended piece on this, but if you have not seen on the websites and the Facebook and the social media, during the holiday break, we did lose our producer, Mr. Mr. Well, I was about to say Mr. Tony Richards, because that's his on-air name. You may know him as Mr. Tony Richards, Rich Hall. Uh, so um, he passed away uh, due to co- uh, complications related to COVID. He had beat COVID. Yes. And then the yes. complications took him away from us. Yeah. So, um extremely sad. Yeah, news. very sad news. So, I'll um I'll be covering that later on in a farewell piece. Okay. So, um I started a list in 2021. Let me just check it. See if there's anything relevant. Um okay, uh, let me do this real quick because it's close to the holidays. So, there were a lot of videos of Christmas trees and cats. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. During the holidays. Yeah, cats. And I them. just have to tell you, it, it just enrages me to watch people, to watch videos of what cats do to Christmas trees. I don't know what it is, but it... it, it, it what if it, a dog it, did it? Then it'd be cute. A dog wouldn't do it. But but if... A dog would not hop up on the highest piece of furniture it can, like a like a, like a a hutch or something, and then swan dive through the air to the top of the Christmas tree and pull the whole Christmas tree down. Well, not that we've seen yet. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. I know. I don't know what it is, but I just wanted to get, I wanted to get that off my chest. It enrages me to watch... Cats. Can I just say one thing now? Do that. Then don't watch them. <laughs> Dogs don't get up that high to do damage like that. Okay, In fact, I did I'm see one video. If it enrages you that much. Don't I watch did them. see one video where somebody took the walls that that form a dog cage. Yeah. And put them up, and they were only about two or three feet high, and just put them around the tree yeah. so the dogs could not get close enough to interact with the yeah, tree. Yeah, that's that's taking away from the tree. That drives me crazy. So you're okay with cats bringing your tree down, smashing no, all of I'm your quality, no. handmade mm-hmm. Christmas balls given no, to you? That's not with what our I'm name saying. in them. Would you shut up? Shattered so all over talk? the floor because of Heathcliff. Go ahead. I'm going to bust your butt. Anyway, no. What I'm, I don't. It doesn't bother me because I don't watch them. You know, I don't think about it. Okay. What bothers me is when. You have a beautiful Christmas tree. And you start at the top and this gorgeous star angel. And then you're working your way down. Such a pretty tree. And then you get to this metal contraption at the bottom. So your dogs don't get to it. Um, teach your dogs not to go near it. Well, the other thing is when you start at the top of this beautiful tree, beautiful tree, you come down, and the lights and the nice ornaments, and you come all the way down, and you come down to the bottom, and no train under the tree. That's good. That's good. That's good. That's very good. 
<laughs> I only say that because you want one so bad. <laughs> I'll have one next year. We're going to have a, a second tree with a train under it. Okay. So. Is this out of whack? No, it's not. Okay. So get this. It does sort of look out of whack. And then this is. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. Okay. So, anyway. So, <laughs> uh, there's a Southern California Deputy District Attorney. Okay. Orange County uh, De- Deputy DA, Kelly Embry. Is this the story I told you about? I'm not sure. Let me read on and you let me know. Okay. <laughs> she ran for state assembly as a Republican and had recently been very vocal about her opposition yes. to California's vaccine yes. mandates. Yeah, this is the one. Uh, she had passed away. Um, oh, this and, oh, this is an old story, too. Did you know that? Why is this all coming out now? What? It's from like March 2021. Well, That's interesting because it's all over the news last week. I know. Anyway, it's an old story. But anyway, she passed away from being sick with COVID-19 a week after telling everybody that she was sick. No, after telling Uh, everybody that she was sick with it. Oh, okay. She was 46 years old. That's insane. Um, Yeah. So, it doesn't say whether she had anything underlying, but she was very pro-business, pro-taxpayer, pro-political outsider. And she had, yeah, she took to Twitter about her opposition on mandates in the state of California <clears throat> against mandates. Yeah. Uh, mask mandates. Vaccine mandates. I, you know, I don't, I don't understand the, the against helping yourself. You know, the argument of, the argument people have of, uh, if I get the jab, I'll still get sick. And, I, and I'm, I'm sick of them calling it the jab. If you get the flu shot, you can still get the flu. Exactly. But getting the flu shot gives you a much higher chance of not being in the hospital exactly. and risking death. Right. It makes it more mild. Right. I don't... So, you know, if... It's not going to prohibit you from getting something. Right. There are some vaccines that are designed to do that. Yes. And that's why polio, polio is dead. Yeah, absolutely. Because that vaccine... Helped eradicate it. it. Yep. Stop it. Stop it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We do that all the time, guys. Like, for real. We say... But lately, vaccines for these new infectious diseases, you know, for right now, are to, you know, stop the severity of it. Mm -hmm. Um, You know. So, and I was having this, this, I was explaining to somebody recently that there are, are, the argument of well, I can't trust this vaccine because they just whipped it up in like six months or a year or whatever. But here's my explanation, right? The coronavirus has been around for 20-some years. Mm-hmm. And they've been working on vaccines. That's your core vaccine for COVID, the coronavirus. Right. SARS-2, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then something else comes along. And they take the base and they go, how do we, have, how do we modify this right. to work with this? And that's right. why. Like, there are people out there who are comparing this being rushed. They're comparing it to the Spanish flu vaccine, which didn't really come out until, I think, 1947. Okay. okay it took but- 20, 20-some 20 years because that's how science was back then. Yeah, exactly. 
you know? Exactly. Now we have the mRNA, which is not a live virus. Like, the flu is a live virus. Right. mRNA is not a live virus. Right. All it does is it goes in, it teaches your cells what to do when they see this, yep. and, then it, and then it dumps out yeah. of your system one way or the other. And something I did find out, um, when they do the rapid test, I don't know if you know this or not, but the rapid test that they use is a SARS test. Uh, like, yeah. a, like, I'm sorry, a test? A test for SARS. <laughs> well, coronavirus is SARS. I know, I'm just saying. Because they already had it. Right. So, anyway. Yep. Um. So, what the reason that I did that story first going into this next story, what do we, okay, we got time. So, the reason I went into this one, this one is about a Texas uh, set of doctors, <clears throat> uh, Peter Hutez and Maria Elena Batazzi. They're from Texas Children's Hospital. And here's the thing. So they uh, had a vaccine authorized in December for use in India, and they think that their vaccine could help solve one of the most vexing problems in global public health. How to supply lower-income countries with a COVID-19 vaccine that is safe, effective, and affordable. Here's the thing. Their vaccine is called uh, Corbivax, and they say it's a game-changer. Um, basically... Uh, this this goes back two decades when these two doctors, they were medical researchers at George Washington University. They worked on vaccines and treatments um, for what are called neglected tropical diseases, such as hookworm, and I'm not going to pronounce this other one, schizomosiasis. I don't know. Ha, you just tried. I did try. There you go. When a strain of coronavirus known as SARS broke out in 2003, they, they decided to tackle that disease. And then when they moved to Houston... And Baylor College of Medicine, et cetera, et cetera, they created a vaccine candidate using protein technology. This involves using proteins in the virus or bacterium that can be in, can induce an immune response, not cause the, the disease. Very similar to hepatitis B vaccine. But here's the thing. It's not the mRNA. This is like a traditional. Yeah. <coughs> Are you Excuse okay? Me. Yeah, I just got a tickle on do, my Do you need a rapid test? I well, I don't know. Um, so they tried to interest the government officials with this, and um, our government wasn't impressed with it. But India just approved their vaccine mm-hmm. for use. India's got a bad COVID problem. Oh, wow. As far as spread. Yeah. Well, they have like 100 billion people in their country. Right. Well, here's the thing. Now, there might be some interest now that other countries are interested in this. You know, Why, because India came up with it? So now no, India didn't come up with it. India contracted them. They want their... their oh, well, okay, yeah. but India has approved this vaccine. Yeah. So now other countries are like, oh, right. maybe it will work. So they did say their biggest, the biggest success they had was going to Texas because they said there's a lot of philan- philanthropists in Texas that are interested in things like this. Right. And that's how they got the backing. Right. They got the backing from like four major, huge Texas philanthropy companies. Right. Or philanthropy. It's called philanthropies. Okay. That's what you call a philanthropy company. Yeah. <laughs> so um, when they when people say, why did you leave Washington, D.C. area to go to Texas? And they, that's exactly what they said. They said, because there's philanthropists here who will back this. Right. And so here's the important, here's one of the important things. So clinical trials show that they were right to be confident because Corbivax does work. An unpublished study conducted in India involving 3,000 volunteers found that the vaccine is 90% effective in preventing 
disease caused by the original COVID-19 strain and 80% against the Delta. It's right now being tested in the same type of studies for Omicron, but you know, Omicron has been so far more mild than anything else. Sure. So. Right. But these two are sitting on a, on a, on a vaccine that, did you lock the security system out? No. So she's just standing at the top of the steps yes. crying? Yes. Yeah. So these two doctors, these two scientists, you know, come up with this. Hats off to them. For real. Yeah. yeah. I mean, really. Hats off. Yeah. I wish more people would be like that. And it's amazing how they're developing this in the United States, and the United States doesn't want to give them any traction. I know, right? It's weird, right? Yeah. But India will. Yeah. Well, you, you know. know. India has more people in per capita in their country than we do. Yeah, I would agree with that. Oh, they do. Definitely. Yeah. There's stats on it. So, um, but yeah. So, uh, that yeah. is, yeah. What? That's really, that, that was the news portion, oh. the COVID <laughs> news portion, leaving us like two and a half minutes. What? Which is not enough time for another topic I had about reheating foods. I, I have to think about that. I don't know why I wrote that down. You have to understand, I wrote this list. I was keeping this list like three, four weeks ago. Wow. There's only two items on it, but there's more items on the phone. Yeah. I got items all over the place. Wow. Yeah. Maybe one day I'll invent some sort of system. Where if you put it one place, it's in all your places. Okay, but there is something. Wouldn't like that, that be cool? Sure. Like what? What you just said. <laughs> when you put it in one place, it goes in all of them. Well, we tried a couple of those one place everywhere. You know, we tried. Uh, you know, we tried the iPhone Notes with four or five people, and it only worked for a while. And then all of a sudden, updates weren't going back and forth. Remember, you know, she, yeah, she yeah, can yeah. share and collaborate on an iPhone Notes. Not perfect. Yeah. And we wound up having to switch to Google. Right. Which was at least a little bit better. I could do that, I guess. I suppose. Anyway, so um, coming up on the program, uh, some more fun stuff. We have a Wombat of the Week that is... Um, I've actually been looking forward since we found this Wombat of the Week of <laughs> talking about right. this Wombat of the Week. Um, it's it's really hilarious. Uh, as I said, new music from Ben Real coming up later later on the show, as well as some uh, there'll be some more information and a little history about Rich Hall coming up. All of it coming up later on. So uh, I guess we'll take our break a little bit early because it really doesn't matter. It just means no. that you have to spend an extra minute with me next round. Oh no! Does that work for you? No. Works for me. Okay, we're coming back right <laughs> after this. Don't go anywhere. This is New York Super Oldie Station, nine twenty W O N, The Apple, Brooklyn, New York. The following conversation is real. It took place on Tuesday, June eighth of two thousand four, between a Blonde Star advisor and a subscriber. Blonde Star emergency. This is Steve. Is there an emergency in your vehicle? Oh my god! Oh my god! I've locked myself in my car, and the keys are on the outside. Ma'am, oh ma'am, I need you to calm down. Okay, it's, it's just that the windows are rolled up, and I'm starting to sweat. My keys are on the outside. Now, your keys are on the outside of the vehicle? Yes, oh my God. Now, does your car have automatic locks, or? Uh, yes, 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 okay, yes. Okay, here's what I need you to do. Take hold of the inside of your door handle there. Are you doing this? Um. Oh, the shiny thing. Grab the oh. shiny thing. Uh, okay, I've got it. I've got it. Okay, now give that a tug. Okay. Did it open? Yes. Oh, my God. Thank you. Okay, now what is that noise? Oh, that's not door alarm. Yeah, but that only happens if the keys are in the ignition, hun. Oh, my God. You know what? Your keys are 
are actually in your ignition. Yes. Okay. Oh my God! Thank you so much, Blonde Star. That's why we're here. Do you need anything? Else? Blonde Star. No, that's always good. on, because you're always blonde. Welcome back to the program. It's the Joel Mahalik Show featuring the lovely Sharon New in 2022. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the program and uh, got some things to talk about. Yeah. This one I realize I'm probably going to cause a fight. I've had this since before the holidays. Okay. Is that the Wombat? No. Oh, okay. All right. Wombat of the Week coming up soon. <laughs> this one here... Uh, is a it's an opinion piece it's not okay. news it's an opinion piece okay and this opinion piece is called it's time to stop giving gifts to adults <laughs> your face is went <laughs> <laughs> what i'm not intending to cause a fight well, you are, because you just said this is going to cause a fight. Well, let's not fight, but let's just agree to disagree. Okay. I disagree. So. Uh, and what I say goes, and you know it. You're going to make something out of this. <laughs> Go ahead. For the show. I will. <laughs> I know you disagree with this. Okay. But you also know why I thought this was a pretty good article. Obviously. It was a pretty good read, because... That uh, I think, I know, right? Silence kill, radio, right? Silence is a radio killer. I've always believed, and maybe it's because of the way I was brought up, that when your children reach a certain point, age-wise, you stop buying, you know, hundreds of dollars of gifts for them. You throw money at them in a card, and you're done. And it's easier, right? <laughs> it's easy. This is really difficult to discuss. We'll be back after this. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, because... <laughs> Um, And I think that's where it's definitely a a street that you and I don't meet on. Um, But this is how the story opens up. And so it says, one Christmas years ago, my mother opened a delicate clear bottle inscribed with tiny blue letters, sprayed, sprayed it on her wrist, dramatically inhaled, raved about the refreshing scent, and thanked my cousin's husband. For the new perfume. He sheepishly clarified that it was actually a cleaning solution for glasses. <laughs> oh, shoot. Uh, he was an optometrist, so the gift kind of made sense, but not really. Uh, another time, a different cousin received a travel mug that was already her property. It had been accidentally left at the gift giver's home and wrapped up at the last minute. Uh, in 2019, my dad, the author's dad, in what turned out to be an uncanny pandemic premonition... Uh, but was just very a very strange choice at the time, presented my husband with a bottle of Lysol. That was the same year my mom brought my dad a friend's trivia game because he loves Seinfeld. Close enough. So What? Okay. Yeah. So, yes, the article spends a good part of the, ar- part of the article just talks about how maybe you reach a certain point where you don't know what other adults really like, really yeah. what their likes yeah. are. And um, so this isn't so much about the kids, which is a different thing. But we even still buy adult friends gifts. And yeah, so but- this author is saying it's sort of time to focus focus your energies where you have to focus your energies. 
Okay. And with the others, you just do something simple like a gift card or, you know. You used to give out cookies as a gift to other friends. Yeah, I used to. You didn't bake one cookie this year. I don't count those other things as cookies. They're not holiday cookies. They're holiday Pizzas are holiday cookies, but they're not holiday cookies. What? Where were the chocolate chip? Where was the sugar cookies at? I don't know. Where'd you, why didn't you make them? <laughs> <laughs> you wanted them so bad. No, I just... Uh, do we get a second I, take on this? <laughs> no. I, uh, this year, I was extremely into Christmas. However, um, the cook... I'm sorry, the cooking aspect of it I don't know. I just, <clears throat> excuse me. I just wasn't into it. I don't know why. Oh, I know. Well, I did most of the holiday cooking this year. I know. So, and that's not a complaint. Yeah, it is. No, it's Psych. not. No, I know it's not. I just, you don't understand. Okay, it was the way I was raised. The woman cooks and cleans and takes care of the house. That's the way I was raised. Out there in Radio Land, you may not agree with me, and that's your prerogative. You know, that's fine. Um, we work well together, you and I. Mm-hmm. Um, where when one doesn't feel like doing it, the other picks up the slack. You know what I mean? Imagine that. That is that's the perfect relationship. I know. And 50 50 give actually 100 100 yeah, give take. Yeah. So, and nobody can be give, give, and nobody can be take, take. It right. doesn't work. Eventually, exactly. it will fail. Exactly. So, at, that's why I felt like total dirt for not cooking. No need. No, but that's not the point. It, well, Stop. It, I just made my point. Okay. I, I'm, I want you to acknowledge the fact that I felt bad, not dismiss it. I do. And I'm sorry that you felt that way. All I was saying was that there was no need for you to, because we are approaching 25 years married. We are yeah, well, the yin and yang. If you don't start <laughs> Get all that? dismissing it, don't stop dismissing it, then... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, we are quickly approaching 25 years. Yeah. I never thought it happened. So I remember during the break, uh, the reheated food things... Um, oh, okay. It it has to do with the microwave. I can't stand my food reheated in a microwave. And you're you and you know a that. Weirdo. And you know that. Yeah, I know, but I don't understand why somebody would do that. One thing about you, I just don't get. So I have like at work, I have tools at work to avoid microwaving if I need to. Now, if I have to microwave something, a canned soup in a bowl, I will do that. But I have a crock pot that, uh, yes, a small crock pot that I have tossed a can of soup in and heated throughout the morning so I have hot soup, not microwaved, for lunch. Oh, Lord. Uh, I have a toaster oven at work for reheating foods. Okay. Um, I, I just don't like microwave. Like, I, I, it, but, I, I can't uh, fathom the amount, of peop- the amount of people that use microwaves not only to reheat food, but there's recipes. Because like it makes food nasty. And rubbery. At the, yeah, then you're doing it all wrong. Well, to put food in a microwave for any reason, with the exception of leaving coffee in there for two days, is wrong. There's no other reason to put food in a microwave. Wow. <laughs> to put my food in a if microwave is wrong. If you only knew <laughs> in 25 years 
how much food you actually consumed out of the microwave if you only knew. Maybe that's why I'm so ugly. Because <laughs> that, that's what happened. Oh my gosh! But I, you know, it's just you know, it doesn't cook evenly. First of all, okay. You know, again, you're doing it wrong. Go ahead, continue. E- even when okay, so even when we have um, hamburgers, okay, right. But let's say we grow hamburgers or hot dogs, okay, right. I developed a new way to reheat them. Remember, instead of putting them in a microwave, some people just throw the patty in the microwave. Nuke it. That's the beep beep. Nuke it is the word. They nuke it so it turns into a nice crispy hockey puck that'll break all your teeth. Me, I get a small nonstick saucepan, small one, a little bit of water, heat it up, and you put the patty in there with a lid and let it steam. You, then you get a juicy Why just heated put it in the burger. Oven? Well, I don't always have a toaster oven. I'm like when down a beach, I don't have a toaster oven. When we're down at the beach, I have to reheat my lunch on oh, Sunday yes, by yes. tossing into a little okay, saucepan. But, uh, there's okay. there's other ways, and you get it's juicy. It's not like you know, it's not like oh, I I heat it up, but now the only use it has is I can carve it out into a pistol, and you know. Okay. I you know what I mean? Yeah. No, I get you. I do. But reheating certain foods in the microwave is <laughs> is, is is like bridge building because all you're doing is making blocks of food that you can use to. to Slam a dam, the dam of a river. Wow, just yeah. slam a dam. <laughs> slam a dam. <laughs> I can't we get even, no agreement on that. We even laugh the same now. You look, oh my god, I just realized that. And I mean, so, anyways, I was saying it's twenty twenty two. Yeah, but what, why? Why? What, are, why are what, there still what? instructions on packaging how to cook this in a microwave? How to? How it should say how to create a hockey puck. <sighs> How to create macaroni and cheese looking silicone pads. <laughs> Zip it. <laughs> I don't know. I, I All I can say is you're doing it all wrong. You're doing You, when you reheat stuff, you're doing it wrong. I don't know. I'm just saying. I thought I was doing it. Uh, I think the right way to do it is to not do it at all. Okay. Find another means. And that's your prerogative. Air fryer. You got a really nice air fryer for Christmas. Yes, I did. You got an air fryer, rotisserie. Um, dehydrator. Dehydrator. Yeah. So apparently... The and neat, it bakes. The neat thing is that, yeah, we are supposed to be able to like roast vegetables while we're baking chicken patties or something. Right. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, air fryer. Air fryer is another great alternative to... Yeah, it you is. Know, a microwave. That that I will give you. We've done hot dogs now. We haven't done hamburgers, although you can do hamburgers in an air fryer. I've seen it done. But we've done hot dogs in the air fryer. They're actually pretty good. They taste like grilled hot dogs. Yeah, they do. Um, we have done uh, just about everything. Yeah, store bought chicken nuggies. They're good. Fries. We've also made oh, homemade you, fries. Yeah, you make a hell of a homemade fry mm. with a air fryer. Yeah, I do. So it cuts the time out, and it's just it locks in the moisture. So when you bite into it, you don't bite into it and come away with the roll in the condiments, and the burger's still there. <laughs> you know, that's. I thought you were going to say something else. That's. Dude, bite into a hamburger and pull away, and nothing but your your teeth are still attached to it. Yeah, alrighty. <laughs> All right. So anyway, let's get into the wombat of the week. <clears throat> okay. I'm out of juice. Okay. That's all right. I'll try to, I, I will try to hop through and it. And we'll see you next time. <laughs> all 
Uh, if you want to get involved in the Wombat of the Week, it's very easy to do, especially if you're a new listener. This is how it works. All you got to do is send us a link to a verifiable true news story of stupid people doing stupid things. And you can send it to us either at our email, joelmahalikradio at gmail.com, or you can send it to us as a DM on or PM or whatever it is on Facebook at JM Talk. Right. And we'll put it in line. This one could not wait. Could not wait. Got it before Christmas. It's aged a little bit. Uh, but that doesn't matter. For whatever reason, it was sent to us. And right. so even though it is aged a little bit, it's still funny as hell. Yeah. Some of our wombats are aged. Yeah, they are. Uh, we had one that was like four years old, I think, once. Yeah, it was like yeah. from 2016. We did it in 2020. Exactly. Um, anyway, this one is about a pastor who tells a telethon <laughs> that tells a telethon that viewers can't speed up Jesus' return or they can speed up Jesus's second return, you know, the second coming yeah. of Jesus. Yeah. Through donations. Wow. Now, first of all, my big problem with televangelists and evangelists is the fact that they really they steal money oh, yeah. from the elderly and people who are like yep. handicapped yep. in false beliefs yep. that by paying all their money to the church Uh, things will happen to them. Absolutely. God will heal them. God will take away their pain. God will fix all their ills. Meanwhile, the evangelist is buying jets, fueling them up. Right. uh, Houses, you know. What is that show? We were going to watch it. We never even started watching it on HBO about that family of evangelists. Can't think of the name of it. It's right on the tip of my tongue. We were going to watch it. Oh, was it the Gemstones or something? Mm, I don't remember. Something gemstones. Okay. With uh, yeah, with um, uh, but anyway, yeah, it's uh, it's about the family of evangelists, like three generations of evangelists. Okay. And um, I know the one guy that you like from Pitch Perfect, Adam something. He's in it. Oh. And John Goodman yeah, is the, yeah, is the, yeah. like, the grandfather. And the mother and the so, father, right? right so right, John Goodman, right. and then oh, his son, movie, and then right. his son's yeah. son is yeah. the Adam. It was a movie, kid. yeah. No, it's a it's a series on HBO. Oh, is it? Yeah, okay. something gemstones. But anyway, and that kind of makes pokes fun at what these evangelists do and how and, right. and what they get involved in and how they just they're raping people with the money. Right. So anyway, so now being an escaped Catholic and like um, a lot of other religions, they preach at it's no one knows the time that Jesus will come back and that's right. going to be Judgment Day and the Rapture yeah. and this and that. Well, anyway, so uh, more than 35,000 people have used this pastor's digital COVID vaccine religious exempt form. So this pastor that we're going to talk about is also very popular for selling a vaccine religious exemption form to his followers. Louisiana televangelist Jesse Duplantis from Louisiana. Mm. Uh, stirred up criticism after comments he made on Vic- Victory Thon, which is a four-day live TV event that the pastor hosted. It says last week, but I, I forget when. I think this is about a year or so old, maybe two. According to the event's website, this year's main focus will be building new state-of-the-art Victory Studios. What? Yeah. The Victory Network is a faith-based television network sponsored by Kenneth Copeland Ministries. Remember, Kenneth Copeland, I think, is the one who uh, got rid of COVID. You remember the video uh, that was going on? Yes, yes. COVID-19? Yeah. I blow you uh, away. You yes, remember, right, okay, so that's yeah, Kenneth yeah, Copeland. Yeah. Okay. Uh, 
2020, Copeland was said to be the richest pastor in the world with a net worth of $300 million. That's ridiculous. So anyway... Du- he should donate all that. Right. Uh, Duplantis made the news in early September when he was criticized for not doing enough to help communities impacted by Hurricane wow. Ida. And that Joel Osteen got in trouble in, in the public eye for that. Yeah. I think for Hurricane... Um, the big one that hit down there in 05, I think. What was that? Katrina. Katrina. Oh, my God. We both got it at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, anyway, during this recent televised event, the planet said that he believes that Jesus has not returned yet because people are not donating enough money. Oh, my goodness. Can you believe That's this? ridiculous. He, he said, he said, I honestly believe this. <laughs> The reason why Jesus hasn't come back because people are not giving the way God told them to give. <laughs> he said this in a video clip. Wow. Um, and, uh, of course, this video clip has been circulating ever since online. Mm. Um, when you understand this, you can speed up that time. <laughs> <laughs> Duplant, Duplantis, who also owns a private jet, makes note of his multi-million dollar status in the same video clip as well. Mm. So he makes mention that he is a multi-millionaire. Uh, in 2018, a Christian Post reported that Duplantis received backlash for seeking donations to go toward the purchase of a $54 million jet. Do you remember that in oh, the news? yes, yes, yes. He responded to the criticism by clarifying that he was not asking for monetary donations, but rather asking people to join him in believing that God would provide him with the plane. At the time, it was reported by Money Magazine that his net worth was estimated at that time $50 million. Mm. The purchase of the jet would not be his first, and years prior, he and Copeland both said that their private jets were beyond convenience. Wow. Um, The planes allowed the pastors the ability to talk freely about God in flight, (laughs) something they may be unable to do on a commercial plane. Do you believe the bullshit that uh, these no, I, people I spew? Can't. I can't. So anyway. There are people out there are so gullible. It's a shame. Yeah. So back to Victory Thon where he said, I really believe this. Yeah. If people would just call this number and put victory all over the world, <laughs> every available voice, every available outlet, the father would say, Jesus, go get him. <laughs> wow. That was a great impression. Was it? What is hindering all these things is because people are not doing the financial realm. (laughs) Because we live in an economic world. What's God called them to do? They need to do it. Isn't there a part in the Bible where Jesus um, tore up a... um, Well, he kicked the the Pharisees um, out of the temple. Yeah, but um, he destroyed the... Uh, what's it called? The purchasing area, like where people selling stuff. Like, oh, the market. Yeah, he yeah, destroyed yeah, the he market. Yeah, he did. He destroyed the market. Yeah, because <clears throat> it was on his property, and he said, "This is it not was the, for it, me." It was on, and, yeah, it was on the church property or yeah, something like that. It's this. Don't do this for me. And, and, blah, ha- blah, blah, and blah. how? How many so, Christmas bazaars did you go to as a kid, hosted by churches on churches? I property? know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Way to follow the Bible, but yeah. So this guy is telling you. That if you wow. donate more money, God will say, Jesus, go get them. Well, go down go there and get them. down there and get them. God would turn around at the wall and say, we did it. Jesus, <laughs> go get them. We hit our mark. 
Wow. I'm telling you that they're full of shit. Yes, but there's people out there that believe and them. That's and the we'll saddest part of the story. give them their last red cent. That's the, and that's, that's the saddest the part of the story. saddest part. So that brings us down to the point where you get to say goodbye, Sharon. Goodbye, Sharon. <laughs> Sharon's going to take her and leave the lovely Sharon. <laughs> and I'll be back to finish up. And before I come back to finish up, new music, brand new music by Ben Real, right after this. Hi, this is Tara. You're listening to my puppy. So don't go anywhere. He'll be way back. I want to get back to kissing the cheeks of my grandbabies, making Sunday dinner with a house full of family and lots of laughs. <laughs> COVID-19 has changed how we live and how we feel. But now there are vaccines and they are the very first step that let us get back to what we miss most. It's okay to have questions. Is it safe? Should I wait? Now get the facts. Visit GetVaccineAnswers.org so you can make an informed decision when vaccines are available to you. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Are you ready for some more Joel Mahalik show? I'd better not. Uh, I have what doctors call a little bit of a weight problem. I have the irrefutable proof that the earth is not flat. Here it is. If the earth was flat, don't you think cats would be on the edge of it knocking off? A new episode every Sunday at JoelMahalik.com. One, two, G, four. Isolation blues. I should have found a girl before Donald Trump ruined the world. He blames China, but he's a fool. He stopped the fun and for you know who. Sick and tired every day watching the news. I'm coming down isolation blues. That's right. I wish I was locked down with you. The pretty girl on TV in the higher shoes. I'm sitting here in my shithole flat all alone. The only company I've got is my mobile telephone. I can't take it anymore. I think I'm gonna blow a fuse. I'm coming down with isolation.
dish of blues. Right there was new music, brand new music by Ben Real. And I mean so new, it just dropped this past week. And uh, Ben Real was nice enough and kind enough to send it to us. And we are only too ecstatic to play it. And how fitting, how fitting was this track, brand new, Isolation Blues. Actually written for the pandemic we're in. And just how people are just tired of being locked down and locked in. And and, um, and, and very fitting. That's why we decided. To, I mean, we got it. We listened to it. And it was just a slam dunk. It had to be on the premiere show of the 2022 season of the Joel Mahalik Show. Featuring the lovely Sharon. And welcome back from break. This is the third stretch of the program. The final part. And uh, if you want to hear more and learn more about Ben Real, then you got to get to his website at benreal.com. That's benreal, R-E-E-L.com. Of course, it'll be linked up on the show notes and the podcast and, and everything else. Look forward to a new album coming out from Ben Real this spring, uh, but this is the brand new single being dropped this week. And an excellent track. So, uh, we talked a lot about COVID in this week's podcast, and it, you know we've been dealing with it for over two years. We're tired of it, or we're coming up on two years. I guess it really started somewhere around November of 19, so let's say two years worldwide on a global scale, and, um, and you know, sort of just want to tie up a, an end. Um, if, if you listen to the show regularly, and we didn't do a lot of talking about it during the, uh, the holiday break, but <clears throat> we have recently lost our producer and longtime friend, Rich Hall, and uh, many of you who have been around uh, the people involved in this program for a while might know him as Tony Richards was his on-air name. And uh, so he was actually hospitalized Thanksgiving weekend uh, with COVID. And, you know, he actually got past the COVID part. But um, COVID hit like like a tornado. And so there were a lot of after effects that he had to deal with and did not work out too well. And... So he did, he passed away the just a couple days before Christmas from those complications. And so um, it's, it, it's extremely sad uh, that that happened. And so I just wanted to, uh, you know, I want to talk a few minutes about um, Rich. Sorry, my kind of nose. You know, if you if you're fairly new, uh, Rich wasn't hands on with the Joel Mahalik show. He was in the background. He was an advisor, a mentor, executive producer. Um, but prior to that, um, a lot of interaction with a lot of the content that I have developed over the years. Uh, so, where to begin? It's actually it's actually a funny story. He used to love to tell this story, and so now I'm going to tell it for him. I'm going to tell it for him for the last time of how we met. 
And years ago, when I started the Behind the Mic program, uh, which I started that when we found out, when I found out that there was a way to do live, so to speak, internet, internet radio, internet, internet, Philly coming out, live internet radio. And it was on a web platform that's still very much alive called Blog Talk Radio. And so that's where we took it. And we were doing... It was it was an interesting foray to get into. I mean, the whole thing was, was interesting, and it still is. It's still a very interesting place to be, trying to podcast. Now we podcast because there's so much content out there, and we know things have shifted to a more on-demand service. <clears throat> Excuse me, I didn't even bring my water to the studio with me for this round. We know that there is a more of an on, on-demand um, sort of uh, atmosphere. And so when we came back after Behind the Mic ended, uh, we went straight podcasting. So we are available on demand. And we don't have to worry about trying to please anyone or everyone's schedules to when to listen to us. And uh, so that did that changed gears a lot, but but when we were at Blog Talk Radio, we were doing okay, and I had this idea, like a reverse psychology or marketing, right? I had this idea. Let's let's do the the current week show and make it about everyone else. Let's get on the air and encourage other people with radio stations or shows on Blog Talk or whatever. Let's invite them on to come on the show and talk about their show for a couple minutes each, and it worked out really well. It worked out really well, so 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 well as a matter of fact that, as we understand it, um, the people at Blog Talk Radio had to shift phone lines over to us because we our phone lines for call-ins they only give you so many lines and they were bogged down. So as I understand it, they moved lines over to us. Of course, they put it out on their newsletter, so a lot of people knew about it. And we did get a lot of calls. And one of those calls was from Rich Hall. And he called to share his network called Reality One Radio and you know how he'd been on the internet air since, I think he said, 97, I think it was. But he happened upon uh, our show. He he enjoyed listening to different people doing different things on Blog Talk Radio, and he liked what we were doing. And he said he would he would love to have some further conversations. So I told him on the air, "Hey, look, you know, my contact details are in the show notes after the show. So go ahead, reach out, you know." And he did. And in fact, he reached out the very next day. And we had a really great phone call, and he really liked what we were doing, and invited us to become a uh, a show that was aired at the same time we were live on his Reality One Radio, and also a playback, like another day of the week would be uh, a rerun, rerun. Oh my God. Kids these days may not know what a rerun in rerun is, but we used to call them reruns when a show kept getting played over and over again. What we call today syndication. And also from that, Rich lent a lot of his expertise from working in radio for so many years. And so I was learning a lot from him. We we put this joint venture together 
and we're doing this thing and uh i invited him to take over engineering duties he had this world of things he could do that we were never able to do and the amazing thing is is at the time he was in tosin maryland which is like an i think it's a suburb of baltimore and then of course i was in delaware my co-host was in texas or maybe PA at the time. No, she. I think she had moved to Texas. So you have to understand, Rich was the one who bring, brought us all together, and nobody listening to this program would actually ever believe you if you said, we're not even in the same studio. We're not in the same building. And what's funny today is the pandemic has pushed people out of studios, and they're, they're still surviving, and they are doing it, the way we were doing it 15, 18 years ago. Rich Hall was groundbreaking in what he was doing, and today it's the norm. Because of COVID, it's the norm. A lot of shows that you listen to on the radio, the people are in their own homes. They're not in studios. If they're co-hosts, there's a lot of shows where the co-hosts are in two different places. It is amazing what they're doing now and as I speak about this it dawns on me that that really shows you how groundbreaking Rich Hall was with channeling that he made it so it didn't matter and he'd have all of us connecting into his studio feed where he was able to put it through a processor to clean it up and you just couldn't tell that there were different sound levels for different people because when it entered the airstream, it's, it was great. And these are some of the things that I learned from him over the years. These are some of the things that I put into practice today on this program. So that's how we met. And it was it became a mentorship. Like I said, he, he uh, gave us a lot of tips. Um, his network of people sort of became my network of people. And, uh, you know, one of the people that he dealt with became an on-air personality coach for me in ways, not a direct, like, let's have a class, I'm going to be your personality coach, but someone who's very good behind the microphone and was, helped, me, helped me to separate a little bit of the Philly suburbs from my vocabulary when the on-the-air light would go on. So, so many instrumental things that I learned from Rich and his people and we had this great bond we we had double networks at one time the QIB radio network which I'm in the process of actually um, eliminating uh, it actually kind of fizzled off a few years ago but um, you know with the passing of Rich Hall you know we have a lot of things we have to focus on how do we change how do we change Obviously, we're here. We're not going anywhere. But a big part of our family has been taken from us. And so the rest of us have to survive and move on and carry on the torch of what he gave to us, what he taught us. And we have to continue. And so that's taken a lot of work in the background in fact to be honest this show was almost delayed one more week this was the normal week you're getting this in a normal time frame but this is the, 
made us shift things and we almost had a delay for a week just to put a few th- a few other things in order as things are coming together but that's just a little bit just a little bit of rich hall for like a send-off um you know a a, a, a great talented person as i he used to there was a joke because of the behind the mic show i was the guy behind the mic and he was saying i'm the guy behind the glass and he used to say, you are great behind that microphone. I, I'll do what I do behind the glass. Actually, we also used to say behind the curtain. We used to call him the wizard behind the curtain. As like a little joke to Wizard of Oz. Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. He's a magician. And surgical with production cutting. I mean, he did things. <laughs> if we needed something cut out of a show and, we're, and, and, and we would think to ourselves, this is not going to work. Rich made it work. So he was very precision with cutting. And of course, that's not what scissors or a knife. We use programs and software to do that. But he was very precision with his cuts when it came to production. Um, you know, so a lot of great memories. I have wonderful great memories with him. Um, uh, we talked almost every day. And... Uh, you know, in later years, as as he health was taking like a bit of a toll on him, maybe not every day, two three times a week, uh, you know, and he still gave his all, still gave his all, and that wasn't an expectation of us. I mean, we all came together and we put in what we put in, and you know, our talents and did what we did. But, and he was he was just always there. He was still producing a live radio show all the way up to the time that he went in the hospital. So um, that's amazing. But he was an amazing person, a dear friend, a dear colleague, a dear mentor, and I mean a legend in this business. And uh, so I just wanted to spend some time in this first podcast. I mean, there was plenty of, you know, we made a little bit of fun out of COVID-19 earlier. We talked about some serious things about COVID-19. It's still here. Jeez, what a podcast to remember. But to leave this first podcast for me is to say goodbye to my dear friend, Rich Hall. And you will be missed. And that will wrap up this podcast. So I want to thank everybody for listening to the Joel Mahalik Show, featuring the lovely Sharon. Uh, it's 2022. We're happy to be back. Uh, we are encouraging you to visit the website now at joelmahalik.com. And uh, you can get the podcast on every available podcast system out there. If it's not there, send us an email at joelmahalik.com. And, uh, I'm sorry. Send us an email at joelmahalikradio at gmail.com and let us know and we'll get there. That's not a big deal. It's just a matter of talking to the right people. We do believe we're on every major one. Check us out on social media at um, uh, TikTok and Facebook at JM Talk, Instagram and Twitter at JM Talk Radio. Until next time, my friends, uh, we will see you. Be good to each other. Have yourselves a wonderful week, and we'll catch you on the other side. Bye-bye, everybody. (laughs) 